Hi, my name is James Shepard, and today I want to talk to you about how to read a merchant processing statement that's on tier pricing. Now, how do you know that a statement is on tier pricing? Well, it's actually pretty simple. When you look at that statement, if you see words like qualified, mid-qualified, non-qualified, it's tier pricing. Now, usually they're going to have those words shortened to Q-U-A-L, qual, or M-Q-U-A-L, M-Qual, or mid-qualified, right? In QUAL non-qualified. So you'll see various abbreviations of this, but when you're looking for it, it's pretty obvious. So qualified, mid-qualified, and non-qualified. This is tier pricing. So before I explain how to tell if the fees are competitive, let's talk about what it is. What is tier pricing? Well, in our industry, there's actually about four or five hundred different rates for a transaction that could run. And these are called interchange rates. We're gonna talk a little bit more in depth about that in the next video. But in our industry, we have all these different rates. So many credit card processing companies have said, rather than passing those costs onto a merchant where it's, you know, you're, you're looking at a statement and you're just seeing like a huge table of all these different costs, which can be a little confusing and complex. Instead, the processor says, we're going to take this group of those transactions based on certain criteria, which we'll talk about, and we're going to make those mid-qualified. We're going to take this next group, we're going to make those uh, you know, non-qualified. We're going to take this group and make them qualified. Like, you know, they're going to put them into buckets, okay? And each bucket has a flat rate. So it's kind of like flat rate pricing, but there's like three to six different rates. And depending on the type of transaction, it goes into one of these uh, tiers, buckets, rates, whatever you want to call it, okay? That's tier pricing. That's what it is, okay? Now, how can we tell if our rates are competitive? Well, the first thing that you actually need to look at, and this is the biggest mistake people make when they look at tier pricing, is they look at it and they go, what are my rates? That's actually not the most important thing to look at that's going to determine your fees. You would think, well, of course it is. It's my rate. No. What's actually going to determine your fees more than your rate is your card mix. In other words, what percentage of your transactions are qualified versus mid-qualified versus non-qualified? Because what a lot of credit card processing companies will do is they will have these rules because there's no industry rules or regulations about which transactions go at the lower rate versus the higher rate. Okay, so what a lot of credit card processing companies will do is they'll say, well, we're just going to put all your, you know, we're going to give you a really, really good qualified rate, which is the lowest rate. But we're going to put very few of your transactions into that bucket, and we're going to put most of your transactions into the non-qualified, which is the highest rate, okay? So you need to look at that and see where you're at. So how can you tell if your card mix is a little bit screwed up? Well, there's a couple ways. The easiest way is this. If you're a physical location business, you know, you're a retailer, restaurant, auto repair shop, really, you should see 70%, 60 to 70% of your transactions should be qualified, okay? The others should be split fairly evenly between non-qualified and mid-qualified. So mid-qualified is the middle one, non-qualified is the highest rate, okay? So they should be split about evenly, but importantly, 60 to 70% of your transactions should be qualified. If they're not, odds are you probably have some potential savings there because there's really not a lot of reasons why a physical location business would not have the majority of their transactions be qualified. Now, the second way to, to figure out if you're competitive is to actually understand why a transaction should go into qualified, mid-qualified, or non-qualified. Okay, ready? Here we go. Qualified transactions should, and again, there's no hard and fast rule across the industry, but they should be transactions with regular card types that are swiped through the terminal. 
So if you look at a statement and you see that, wow, there's, you know, 60% mid qualified. Well, maybe it is uh, a pizza shop. And if you're looking at a pizza shop statement, well, it could be that there's a lot of phone orders for delivery, right? So think about what percentage of the orders on this statement are phone orders. And that percentage should be in that mid qualified bucket, not qualified. Why? Because they're not swiped through the terminal. So again, the qualified transactions would be regular cards. So not corporate rewards cards, not platinum cards, you know, regular cards, credit cards and debit cards, credit cards and signature debit that are run, you know, swiped or, or insert the chip into the terminal, physically uh, processed at the terminal. Those should be qualified transactions. Okay. Second one is mid qualified. I already mentioned one, which is the method of entry. So, you know, if a transaction is uh, maybe you have an online shopping cart uh, on the statement, there's an online shopping cart there. Maybe there is, uh, you know, phone orders that are going in, whatever it is, the method of entry, it's not swiped through the terminal. It's not in the cards aren't inserted in the terminal. Those should be mid qualified transactions if they're standard card types. Also, there should be some of the lower cost rewards cards. So the type of card really determines the interchange cost or the underlying cost of running that transaction for the processor. So of course, if the cost is really high for a transaction, they're going to put it into the highest bucket. So there are rewards cards that don't have a really high cost, and those are going to be in the mid-qualified uh, bucket. Then, based on the card type, those are, you know, rewards cards, corporate cards. So if you're a large ticket merchant or if you do a lot of business to business, those transactions are probably all going to go into the non-qualified bucket, okay, which is the highest cost bucket. So the first thing to look at is that card mix, all right, and, uh, and make sure that based on what I just said, make sure the statement adds up based on the way that the business is actually processing transactions, okay? So then the next thing you want to look at is the rates, okay, the rates. Well, with the rates, I'm actually not even going to get into mid-qualified and non-qualified because I'm going to give you another way to figure that out in a second. But as far as qualified, there's really two things you need to look at. First of all, is this particular statement on three-tier or four-tier pricing there? Because if it's on four-tier pricing, that means there are actually two different qualified rates. There's one qualified rate for debit cards and check cards. There's a different qualified rate for credit cards, okay? If that's the case, usually those costs are going to be a little bit lower than a blended qualified rate. So I would always recommend that if possible, try to change your qualified uh, statement there. Try to get those statements on four-tier pricing where you have that lower qualified rate for check cards and debit cards because the underlying cost is just a lot less expensive. So many times just taking a statement and changing the qualified from you know blended rate where you have one qualified rate to split rate where you have check card uh, qualified and credit card qualified, that can do a lot of savings. Now, maybe at some point in this video, I lost you and you're like, James, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. <laughs> That's totally fine. Okay. I've seen literally thousands of statements. So it's a little easier for me to talk about it and understand it. But here's what I've done. I've created a website for you. It's examplemerchantquote.com examplemerchantquote.com. You don't need to sign in or log in or have an account or anything like that. You just go there, select the business type on the statement, put in the total volume from the statement, put in the total fees from the statement. Uh, and if you have questions about where to find those, look at the last video that we did on the effective rate, put that information in, create a quote. 
and right off the bat, you're going to see everything. We'll email you a PDF version of the quote. Um, you can just check it out right there. And why do we do that? Because we have a great quote tool. Okay. We have our instant quote tool that we use for agents in this industry and ISOs that want to provide accurate quotes. So this is an, an example, like an approximate quote. You could also send in a statement if you want us to take a look at that uh, to really get a full side-by-side -side comparison because our tool does statement analysis, like a full side-by-side -side statement analysis, or it can just do a really quick down and dirty, real fast approximate estimate based on our huge databases of statements that we have. So two things I'll give you real quick, go to examplemerchantquote.com to check out and see are the fees I'm paying competitive, okay, on this statement, are these fees on this statement competitive? Um, and the second thing I'll tell you is my email address, james at ccsalespro.com, james at ccsalespro.com. If you have questions, looking for help in any way in this industry, I've been in the industry about 11 years now. I know just about everybody in the industry, all the different companies. And so I look forward to working with you and helping you in any way that I can. Just reach out, james at ccsalespro.com. I hope you have an awesome day.